Now, 630 Chad presents The Elks This Week. A close-up look at the Elks and the Canadian Football League. Every week, we take you inside the game. From the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Here's Morley Scott. Good Saturday morning, football fans. Lots to talk about on the show today. We're a week away from the Super Bowl. Our last visit with Aaron Grimes today. We break down the big game, which comes up next Sunday. We have to do it this week with a little less information than most will make their predictions with. That's because there's no show next week. The Oilers are on the road in Ottawa for an early game next Saturday, so we are preempted. The Elks this week will return, though, February the 18th, and we'll have lots to talk about on that show. That's four days after after CFL free agency hits on Valentine's Day. There will be some movement in free agency this weekend. Sunday marks the day that teams can start negotiating with players who are pending free agents. They can't sign to the 14th, but discussions will begin this week. Uh, Dave Campbell talked this week with Elks assistant GM G-Roy Simon about free agency on Inside Sports. The legal legal tampering period is a, is a period where, you know, we can, we can reach out to, um, we can openly talk to uh, pending free agents and you know, there's a there's a period of uh, where we can talk to them, we can present offers uh, to them and their agents. Um, we can give them information how we we use them in our schemes and and, and how we see them fitting into our organization. Um, it's it's I kind of like it um, because it gives us a chance to. Um, you know, to go out and, and, and get to know some of these guys that we don't know uh, personally before we, um, you know, decide to, to tender an offer. Once that period is over, you have, what, 48-hour period to sign and negotiate or basically negotiate with your own people, right, before free agency opens. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, then there's a, there's a two-day dead period, uh, you know, from the 12th to the 14th, and then, you know, free agency opens up then. Um, but again, it's... <laughs> It's it's uh it's 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 something it's it's something that the CFLs come up with, which I think I want to say the NFL does it a little bit, but um, in the end, you know. We're just, you know, we're we're ready to get this thing rolling and and um and, and get guys signed up. So you know, we'll we'll be we'll be active. We I don't think we'll be as active as we were last year. I think we're in a very good spot where you know with our with our organization. Um, you know, we still do have some key pieces that we need to add to the roster, um, and 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 all that. But um. You know, we, we feel very good where we're at. We're just, you know, we got to get those last key pieces um, to fill out, you know, the, the roster and, and, you know, can, you know start this push to, to win the great cup. All right. I'm going to ask you about a couple of your pending free agents because it's like, it's, it's questions I get asked from fans mm. about, hey, what's going to happen with these two? So the first one, I'll build up to it. The first one is Darrell Walker. Where do things stand with Darrell? Um, right now, we haven't we haven't come to any, a conclusion on what, what's happening with Darrell. Um, he's a very good player. He, he finished the, the season strong last year. We just we haven't had a uh, we haven't made a definitive decision with him. Okay, and then the next one is Kenny Lawler, who uh, we found out about three weeks ago that he moved his family here to Edmonton, which yeah. is always very good to see when players move here in the off season. And fans sure love what they saw from Kenny Lawler last year when he was healthy. Where do things stand with Kenny? And we're still talking to Kenny, and and you know, we'll we'll have a decision uh, soon whether you know whether he's coming or going. 
Um, but you know, we're we're you know, it's it's still we're still in the process of, of talking to Kenny. All right, to the Elks news of the week now. AC Leonard is a big deal this week for the Elks. Uh, he is now a member of the Green and Gold. Signed a contract last week, just hours after he was released by the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Leonard has a history with Chris Jones. Played two seasons with him in 2016 and 17 in Saskatchewan. Leonard will make the pass rush much better for the Elks. They only had 35 sacks last year. That was last in the CFL. Uh, He's got 29 in the last four seasons, 39 in his CFL career. Uh, Defensive lineman Christian Rector, also pretty good with the sack attack. He re-signed for one year. Uh, Seven sacks for him in 19 games spread out over the last two seasons. Lots of upside with Rector as well. He's just 25 years of age. When we come back on the Elks this week, Aaron Grimes and our Super Bowl picks on 630 Chet. More football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks, 630 Chad. Super Bowl picks coming up. Yes, a week early, but that's because we won't be here next week. The Oilers have an early game in Ottawa next Saturday, so no show next week. We'll be back on February the 18th for the Elks this week. Lots of free agent talk on that show uh, because free agency hits on the 14th. Aaron Grimes is up next. Last week's games first. Um, let's go back and look. I think the quarterback situation in both games was was the big story. First off, San Francisco just ran out of quarterbacks. I mean, after the news, we heard about Brock Purdy this week and how he might miss the start of next year if he has surgery on that torn ligament in his elbow. A, a game effort when he came back into it. But when you, when you don't have a quarterback, you can't win a football game, especially the NFC Championship. Absolutely. And especially going against the defense like the Eagles have, right? And uh a front seven like the Eagles have. I mean, they, they they had their hands full even with the healthy quarterback. So as soon as that guy goes down and you've got McCaffrey in a wildcat package and, you know, the most that quarterback can do is throw a screen. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't going to get any prettier for them after Purdy got hurt. <laughs> Pretty and Purdy. I didn't do that on purpose. That's nicely done. <laughs> it, it didn't work out well. 31-7, the final score. Philadelphia wins. Number one seed in the NFC advances to the Super Bowl. Number one seed in the AFC also advanced in the Kansas City Chiefs. The quarterback story there was how well Patrick Mahomes played after everyone expected him to be a little uh, a little hobbled. He didn't run a lot. He ran when he had to right at the end of the game to get that first down and then draw the penalty, but he was terrific with his arm. Just He's just just proved himself again as a real good quarterback going back to the Super Bowl third time in four years. He's a bad boy. He's a really bad boy. I do think that he um, obviously showed he can do it without his legs, which is good, uh, and he ran when he needed to. When it, when it mattered most, he has the ability to still run should he need to. Um, and it, it's going to sound weird for me to say this. I still don't think he looked his best. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a compliment, if anything, right? Yep, for sure. And in two weeks, he'll be even better and more mobile. You would think he'll get all sorts of treatment over the next two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl game on February 12th. Uh, yeah, he was good. Um, Kansas City, they, they, they're going to uh, be so thankful for the two weeks. I mean, they got so many guys who are beat up. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I wanted to ask you about the play at the end of the game that set up the field goal to win it. Uh, for Kansas City, the penalty. Uh, you got to feel yeah. bad uh, for Osai. Like, that's a, that's a terrible penalty to take. He's obviously crushed by it. Give me your take on what you saw in that play. Well, uh, first I want to start with, like you said, you got to feel bad for him, especially from an athlete's perspective. Like, we've all been there. You know what I mean? 
And then earlier he was having, he was playing well, like earlier in the game, he had a, a sack to force some, you know, just like a couple of drives before that. And then on that drive, we're talking about a DN who's what, 10, 15 yards downfield across the field, running full speed, giving everything he can, you know, everything he's got left in his tank. And then the dog gets overshadowed by taking the penalty, obviously. Um, so in terms of the play itself, I'm looking at a, a defensive lineman, correct, who is, again, sprinting f- full speed downfield, chasing arguably the best quarterback in the game right now uh, to keep them out of field goal range. He knows he's got to give everything he can uh, if he wants to, to play in the Super Bowl. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, the hit was a, a step too late. Um, but, I mean, it's definitely a penalty as well, right? Like on, on the flip side, uh, the quarterback's giving himself up, giving himself up, running out of bounds. You know, um, it's easy for me to say, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but you got to be smarter than that. But you're also asking that from a guy who's literally emptying the tank to try to make sure that his team makes it to the Super Bowl. And it's a split-second decision, too. You don't have much time to make that decision. No, you don't. Uh, let's get to the game. Uh, we're having to give our, because there's no show next week, we're having to give our predictions a week early. So we don't know all of the ins and outs. And, you know, the teams are just going back to practice now to get set for it. And we'll we'll travel to Arizona early in the week. But uh, we'll do the best we can. Uh, we do know that Kansas City, as I mentioned earlier, will be healthier. The two weeks rest is going to help them a ton, especially Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, their other beat up receivers as well. Uh, that's going to make them a more of a dangerous threat offensively, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, you know, you look at that injury report and all those receivers on there who are questionable now. Obviously, they have two weeks to get, you know, healthy. Mahomes and knee slash ankle. Um, they're going to be a much, you know, more efficient offense. And he's going to be, Mahomes will be even better, you know what I mean, two weeks from now, um, which I think they're going to need in this game. I mean, they're not, they're going against a damn good team in Philadelphia. That defense is unbelievable. That uh, you mentioned earlier, the front seven. That will be the key to find out how uh, how much Patrick Mahomes has healed, because he's going to have to run and scramble a little bit. I think on uh, next Sunday. Absolutely, he's going to have to get out of the uh, harm's way. I mean, that D line, them, them guys up front. You know, uh, they're <laughs> they're coming. They're relentless, and I don't care who was back there at quarterback. For the Niners, they still had to get past the O line to get to them, and they were doing it. You know what I mean? So we're talking about uh, Philadelphia defense. Then you pair it with they got some some good defensive backs as well. Like it's not just a front seven; it's a it's a cohesive unit, and they work together well. Um, they play some pretty good defense. So you're looking at the matchup as it stands today, and Kansas City is dealing with some injuries offensively, going against a, a pretty good defense uh, out there in Philadelphia. So. Um, they definitely got their work cut out for them, in my opinion. The old saying is offense sells tickets and defense wins championships. We know the game's going to be sold out. Uh, both defenses are good. Let's let's not sell Kansas City too short defensively. Uh, they were pretty powerful defensively early on when they wanted to set the tone for the game, and then late they got some some key plays late especially as well. Chris Jones playing really good football right now. Yeah, he looks really good. Um, and he, he stepped up when needed, right? They showed a stat during the game, and I think it was talking about, you know, postseason sacks or something like that. And he had two, and they were both in that game. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you need that, you know, from from your players. Um, and they didn't give up. They played well um, that game. They didn't give up 
you know, very many points against another really good offense. Let's, let's not forget Cincinnati is the damn good too. Uh, I just feel like the Kansas city defense plays a little bit more inconsistent than Philadelphia's defense. Jalen hurts. What's your take on him? How, how good is he? Phenomenal. He's, he's, he's really, really good. Uh, but and we're, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes being healthier in two weeks. Jalen Hurts is going to be healthier as well, right? He had that shoulder injury late in the season and sat out two weeks before the playoffs started. Um, I think it was two weeks. Yep. Um, and then, and now he's back. He took a shot in that game and he got up a little bit slow from it. You know, he's also going to be healthier two weeks from now, right? Everybody, the healthy players will be healthier two weeks from now, right? Um, Jalen Hurts is, he looks really good. He can do it with his arm. He can do it with his feet. He makes good decisions. Um, man, I'm excited to watch him in the Super Bowl, actually. Yeah, it should be. It's shaping up to be a really good game. Uh, the toughest part for everybody, I guess, is the two week wait. We're halfway there now, so we'll get to see it a week from tomorrow. Uh, now's the time to make a prediction. I think that the Eagles will win the Super Bowl. I think that their defense. There's going to be a lot to handle. I think that although that offense in Kansas City will be healthier, um, nobody is truly healthy at this point in the season, right? So healthier, uh, I think they need – they're going to need, you know, a lot to to go against that Eagles defense. And maybe I'll be surprised, but I don't uh, – I, I got to say the Eagles are going to win um, defensively. I think they hold that. We're going against two offenses, right? And I think Philadelphia's defense holds up more than Kansas City's defense holds up. You thought about a score? Who are you going with? I'm I'm going with Kansas City. Uh, I I okay. right now I, I said earlier I don't want to bet against uh, Tom Brady and I did and he lost. Uh, uh, I don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes right now. The way he played, uh, the way he's played, not just this year and last week, but I mean he's been to the Super Bowl now three times in the last four years. He's won it. He's got the experience and they kind of often say you got to get there and lose it before you before you get over the hump to win it and maybe that's where Jalen Hurts is right now I'm going Kansas City uh I think the Chiefs will win it uh score I've been thinking about is uh 31-24 final score Kansas City over the Eagles okay I like where you're coming from um in terms of Jalen Hurts and sometimes you got to get there and lose it first I think he's a winner um he knows how to win at the highest level um but he's also surrounded by some strong veterans in that Eagles locker room who have won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles before. Um, guys like Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham who can, you know, uh, on the other side you got um, Kelsey and Lane Johnson, you know, guys who are there and know what it's going to take um, from a leadership perspective. Um I, I think I see the Eagles winning something like 27 to 20 for the Eagles. Big thank you to Aaron Grimes for his time and insight over the last month on the NFL playoffs. We wrap up the show today hearing from Elks Director of U.S. Scouting, Sammy Gahagan. Along with Chris Jones, G. Roy Simon, and the coaching staff, he'll be in Georgia a week today at an Elks free agent camp, the first of seven that they're allowed to have during the offseason. They're open tryouts, you know, so basically how it works is we set the dates and the places. Uh, we try to strategically map them out across the entire country. And then we go in and, you know, being a scout, you you know, agents, you know a million agents because they all want you to have their player. Um, so we, we when I say we, Chris, myself, and G-Roy, we will contact, and even the coaches on this one. So we use the coaches a lot for this too as well because, 
you know, agents and players hit the coaches up as well. So every time we have something, we throw a flyer into the coaches chat and say, Hey, get this to all the players. If they want to be seen, this is their opportunity. Um, you know, we, we signed, we had a camp back in December. We signed three kids from that camp that are coming from that tryout that are going to be coming to camp. And a lot of times the players, these kids, you know, they don't realize that, you know, 60% of our league comes, the American players come from camps or from free agent workouts like this. So, you know, we try to, we try to blast it out to everybody. And then they're there, they run a 40, they do the broad jump, they do the short shuttle, they jump a vertical. And then <laughs> at ours, coach Joe just one-on-ones these guys till we see who the last man standing is. And it's, you know, we, it, it, it's a great opportunity to see who's in shape. First and foremost, it's a great opportunity to see who can, who can do the things and listen because it's mentally draining to be out there for three hours, constantly just in motion. And, you know, we have it down. I've been doing them now with coach since I've seen, I've seen them done for 20 years, but I've been physically doing with him for about seven now. And, um, you know, I, I lose my voice at the camp because I'm constantly, I'm rapid firing these guys. I mean, when, when a receiver's off the line to scrimmage into the route, I got the other receiver already on the line. I got the other DB in front of them. So we, you know, you've been to practice. Coach does not like to waste a millisecond of time. He'll tell you that we do a good job and, uh, of getting those guys in and out. And these guys get a lot of work and they get seen. They get, everybody gets an opportunity. Kickers are the players yeah. are they are they guys who've kind of fallen through the cracks? Oh. Are they are they guys well, off the street who think they can play pro football? Uh, what's the cross section yeah, of no, players they, that you they, get? They can be they can be kids that are coming out of college right now. They could be kids that came out of college last year. Could be a guy that was injured at one point and needs to get back into playing. Who needs film? It could be a guy who was you know dismissed for team rules. I mean, you never know who shows up to these things. You know, how we many, we how many do you usually get? Do you know? I don't know. I don't do the registration. I, you know, I could be, could be 10, could be 30, could be 50. You know, it, it all depends. And a lot of times it all depends what time of year it is too. So I, that number kind of fluctuates up and down. But one thing that we always talk about, and Chris always talks about this and you'll, you'll always hear him say it. We only, if we find one, it was worth the trip. Yeah, so just got to find one. I know uh, traditionally you guys hold more of them uh, into the spring, into April, and uh, and then guys are signed and they come walk right into training camp the next month, right? Yeah, yeah. So we do, we're doing one a little early this year in this February um, because we wanted to do it before free agency to see you know what was out there before we dove into free agency, um, and then we're going to do another five in April, um, right? And up until literally two days before we're on the road to Edmonton to come up for camp. That must be kind of exhilarating for for a scout because you know your your whole goal is to find a guy that nobody else found to find that diamond in the rough and find a guy and 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 watch him grow through the system and become a player. Yeah, you know it's it, it, it's 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 interesting, you know, because you you watch guys when you're a scout, you see a guy five years ago. You know, we all track these guys for years and years and years and years and years. So we're, we constantly watch guys, um, but then you got your guys like you know like Toby Antigua that we found who was a receiver at the workout. And then we just happen to, we need him to rush the passer. And next thing you know, he's the rookie of the year nominee in Saskatchewan that year. So, I mean, it's, you know, and then, you know, Swerve, Kyron Moore was another guy that we had that did the same thing. Um, Jordan Williams, Lambert was another one. So you always find these guys, um, and you, you know, shoot, I, you probably remember Marcus Ball. Marcus Ball came to a workout. Marcus Ball played, and it was a CFL guy who went to the NFL. He came to one of these workouts as well. 
I mean, it, 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 they just keep going on. And I think Brandon Browner, I think coach worked out Brandon Browner at a free agent camp. So, you know, it, it's really cool. And and sometimes, believe it or not, there's just a guy that shows up and you're like, well, where have you been? Like he, he just, he, and we had that happen in December. We saw a guy, we're like, where's this guy been? Like, what have you been doing with yourself? Like you've been working at T-Mobile? Like where, where have you been? And, and he got signed. So he's coming to camp. That's Elks Director of U.S. Scouting, Sammy Gahagan. Lots more with Sammy G coming up on future shows. That's it for this week. I'm Morley Scott. No show next week, so we'll see you in two weeks on the Elks This Week on 630 Chet. C-H-E-D Edmonton. Be a real-life influencer. Tell your friends, family, and co-workers what you heard on 630 Chet. Edmonton's News. Today's Talk. A Chorus Entertainment radio station. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.